When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. AJ's been doing a fine job running the board today. No problems or anything. And then we play an instrumental of Call Me Maybe. AJ, don't you know why it's here? We play nothing but the best. It was so funny. We got it. We got to mention this because it's actually it's on air. If you could hear it in the background, <laughs> oh, Chris Swick is bringing in the winners. That breaking news: the Jingle Bell Rock has been found. The G. Thomas Jewelers Godfrey's Ranges and High V Jingle Bell Rock has been found. The winners came in to do an impromptu interview right before we could hear it through the microphones because all and microphones Chris is were backing on. his way into the studio. By the way, as they're following him, just a heads up. The voice of the cats, Wyatt Thompson, is in there. Big league Wyatt Thompson. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not there yet where I walk into it. You know, somebody's about to walk into a room that I'm in, and there is a uh, little preamble, just a heads up. Listen, <laughs> Mitch Fortner's in there. There you go. I know that guy. Uh, phone number 537-1350. Again, feel free if you want to call in, give a question or a comment about uh, about the cats and why you have yourself a very busy week. Take us through your schedule this week because you're not just calling K-State Hoops this week. No, it's actually going to get uh, pretty busy here. This, this last two weeks to close out 2023, uh, even though this is our last show before uh, January, um, I've got the basketball game in Kansas City on Thursday night. Then um, on Friday, I fly to, I should say we, Karen and I will fly to Las Vegas um, on the 22nd. We do the uh, ball game out there at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and I'm looking forward, so forward to it too. It's Northwestern in Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl at uh, the new stadium there that, that will host the Super Bowl, Allegiant. It's really, really nice. I've not been inside it. I've been by it, but not inside it. And then the next day, on the 24th, we are early morning birds out of there to Houston and then on to Orlando. And then next week, uh, Thursday, after the pep rally on Wednesday, I better promote that a little bit, uh, then we'll have the, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I'm so excited about that one, too. First K-State yeah. Bowl game in the – in this great state of Florida. That'll be fun. Now, so, yeah, it's going to be a good uh, good week and a half or so. A lot of flying around. Uh, that is the schedule I dream about someday. <laughs> um, has Matt Walters given you a $20 bill yet to put on black? He has not, but I think he knows that I might be the poorest gambler in the history of the world. So Are you bad luck? I'm way bad luck. Oh, man. Yeah. 
I'll tell you how bad luck. I'll make this story very short. But I was with my mom one time, and I'm I'm a loser in every way at the at at any kind of gambling, whether it's slots, blackjack, whatever it might be. I'm standing there by her, and she's normally pretty good uh, at at the slot machines. She was losing and losing and losing. I said, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be back. I didn't walk 15 feet, and she hit a jackpot, a couple of thousand bucks. So I, I said, s- I told you, I'm the problem. Do you remember how much it was? <laughs> yeah, it was a couple, a couple of ground, maybe 2,500 or something. Okay. She was pretty excited. Yeah. It wasn't like get rich money, but it was. she was happy with it. I mean, I, I did an, I did an all in hand on blackjack one time, and the all in was maybe 150 bucks. Okay, and I say only, I, you know, for somebody who has gambled as much as I have, maybe <laughs> more than I'd like to admit. That that's not the biggest hand in the world for me, um, but it was on a single deck table, mm-hmm. blackjack. So if you got a full table, you're playing two hands at the most on the one deck. So I it was a new it was a new deck, so I had to cut it. I cut it. First card's a king, second card's an ace, and I hit blackjack on my all in, and wow. the whole table erupts. That was a pretty cool feeling. I'll bet. And I, you know, what I don't remember what the odds were on the blackjack or whatever. It play, paid out six to five or whatever it was, but, you know, if I walked away with 170 bucks or something like that, pretty good. Yeah. On one hand, yeah. I was 50 50 that day. Uh, maybe I'll give you a 20 to, I don't go to the casino too often anymore. Where are you staying again? Circa, you said? Circa. Off air? Yeah. That's the that's the newish um, hotel casino downtown, not on the Strip, but it's downtown, that has the giant outdoor sports book. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful with uh, the pictures that, that I've seen on, online. I have not stayed there before. It was not my choice to stay there. Uh, the people that I'm, I'm uh, working for uh, put us up there, so... Uh, I'm good with it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Well, I'm. I think it's cool. You, yeah, you, it's you, you get to do two bowl games. You get to call two bowl games in a short amount of time. I know that's a lot of prep. Yeah, it is. But that you know what, those kind of things you you can't worry about that. But I mean, you. I, I don't remember what the network you said you're you're going to call the Las Vegas. It's bowl called on. Bowl Game Radio. Okay, and they they have a. Oh, I, I'll bet they probably have. Maybe 12, 15 bowl games. They've got a lot. But don't, I mean, are they going to like take care of pregame, halftime, postgame, all that stuff for oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got like three different guys that do scoreboard updates and, and, and you know, pre, half, and post stuff. I mean, it's, it's really, it's pretty well done. I mean, I've learned like doing football or not football, but um, like ESPN Plus very occasionally if, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Smoller gives me the opportunity to do it. That man, it is much more relaxed than it is getting ready for a radio broadcast. Sure. You just got to make sure you're suited up nicely and looking good. <laughs> that's that's the biggest task. Sure. Um, yeah. But congratulations. That's a really cool opportunity to call another bowl game. It'll be a lot of fun. It, it, it And just so people know, Utah had a year where they had a lot of people injured um, and yet still had a nice season, lost four games, but – Two of them were, as an example, to Oregon and Washington. Turns out those teams are pretty good. Yeah. And then Northwestern won one game last year, and here they are winning seven this year and playing in Vegas. They are really excited and should be. All right. Uh, we're going to rearrange a few things here, AJ. Uh, we had our uh, Jingle Bell Rock winners come in earlier, so just kind of rearrange a few things. So this is a, a lot I want to get to. I want to touch more football. We need to get to women's basketball. So I wanted to look at Wichita State. Sure. Because 
Nebraska's in the rearview mirror, and that was a disappointment. That that was a real tough one. You hate to see an old rival come into your house, beat you silly, it felt like. K-State couldn't hit a shot in the second half. You hear Go Big Red rattling the rafters of Bramwich Coliseum. I, I tell you what, that was, again, it reminded me of the football game in 2010 when Taylor Martinez ran all over the field. And I leave in the third quarter, and everybody's chanting "Go Big Red." It made me sick. It really did. Sure. As an old K State fan, as long as I have been, remembering the, uh, the the Nebraska days. But that's rearview mirror. Cats have another big game here on the docket, and it's just in a few days. T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. It's going to be a lot of fans there. I think the lower bowl is all sold out. There's some seats in the upper deck still available, but a lot of those tickets have been sold. Yeah. So it's going to be one of the better crowds we've seen in these either Kansas City or Wichita neutral side games. Yeah. So even though it's going to be, you know, counted as a home game for K-State, Wichita State comes into town. Both teams are, I believe, 8-3, and three, right? Yeah, 8-3. and three. Shockers just coming off of a win on Saturday at home against Southern Illinois. Um, I, I think one of the interesting parts about this matchup will be Jerome Tang and Paul Mills, the new coach at Wichita State, were together for a, a period of time at Baylor. Um, I'm anxious to talk to Coach about that as we get a little bit closer to that game in Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center. And, and Paul's put together a nice team. They've they've got some guys back from last year, whether it's Kenny Poto or Quincy Ballard or Xavier Bell, those types of guys. But they've added you know, a couple of pieces. They've got um, they've got a young man by the name of Harlan Beverly, a transfer from Miami of Florida, and uh, Colby Rogers, who's, well, he's been around a little bit. I'll say that. He's been at Siena. He's also been at Cal Poly, but a really good scorer. He and Bell both had 20 the other night in that win against SIU. So they're, they had one kind of a slip-up game where they played it in trust and didn't play well and lost, but uh, eight and three after going seventeen and fifteen, and and with the coaching change a year ago, they're. Uh, I think they've got a pretty good club. They've got some size up front at six eleven with Ballard, who's a shot blocker, and Poto's six ten, um, and and I I have always thought he's you know a, a pretty solid player. So yeah, and, and another kid that I'll mention that they have um, this this is a young guy who was a late addition to them. Over a year ago, in 21-22, he's a redshirt sophomore now. His name is Isaac Abide. Long, athletic, um, shoots the ball pretty well. Um, is, I think he's 8 of 20 now from from uh, three-point range this year. That's pretty much 40% shooting. That's pretty good. So I, I think it'll be a fun game. We're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, one other thing, and I thought this is a very interesting headline, and, um, you know, Ronnie DeGray – who is a oh, transfer from Mizzou. Should, yeah, should um, mention him. Yeah. So last week, the judge in West Virginia, you know, the temporary the, the temporary order restricting the NCAA rule that a second-time transfer that hasn't graduated having to sit out a year, put a pause on that for 14 days. Right. NCAA then comes out and says, well, listen, if you play, this is going to count towards your year, even though after that does come after them saying, hey, we're not going to touch this until the 14 days end up and there's another hearing or whatever. They weren't going to appeal or anything. Well, Ronnie DeGray was one of those players who's now with Wichita State, who's previously at Missouri, played a couple of years there, transferred for the second time. He's supposed to sit out a year. But because of that 14-day window, he elects to play, and he played against – SIU, 
I believe he had four points. Two points, or four two rebounds. Points, two points, four rebounds. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Didn't shoot well, but, you know, first game out there, not going to blame him too much. But um, but he's a good player, is your point. But, yes, he's yeah. a good player. And he's a good add to what they already had. Right. Yeah. And, you know, up until whatever it was a week ago, you know, not a lot of teams expected to play this kid. Right. So now there's an extra part of your prep that when it comes to him, him actually playing for Paul Mills mm-hmm. – you weren't prepared for. Right. So that adds another wrinkle to the preparation that K-State now has to get ready for, for Wichita State. I don't know how much he's going to play or anything like that, but he is another factor. Wasn't well, much one of against SIU, but you never know against K-State. Well, he may even play more this time, but he played right at 19 minutes yeah. against SIU the other night. That's pretty legitimate uh, first game out and you know all of those kind of things. This has affected a lot of young kids across the country in, in major college basketball. I'll give you another example. Won't be too long down the road. We'll be headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia. Kirk Creasa, yeah. the transfer from Arizona, was able to play because of this ruling the other night for the first time. Raekwon Battle on the same West Virginia team was also going to be able to go because of that ruling. The key, though, is is he did not play because he set out due to some health issues. He he had you know kind of some flu like symptoms and did not play. But he now will be available. So WVU has two guys that fit into that category. So it 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 had an effect, no Which, doubt. Do you hear about Jesse Edwards? Yeah, and that's a big one too. Uh, he's going to be out probably what a month to six weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think at least four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, broken hand. Um, for those who don't know that much about him, he's a long, uh, angular, pretty quality big man, really. Yeah, um, Casey recruited him. Yeah, so they're going to uh, – that will affect them for sure, no doubt. Uh, because as we talked about those other two guys, and there's another kid or two that are new to their their team, and with Jesse, they, they thought, whew, they're going to be pretty good, right? So that that's kind of a blow for them, no doubt about it. The the league has just been I mean, we could sit here and talk the rest of the show on the league, but a couple of thoughts. One, nobody saw this coming from Oklahoma at this point to be ten and zero. and then look at Houston. They have won twenty two straight regular season games after that victory Saturday. Wow. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That was a really good game with the, them and A and M. Did you see any of that? At no, all? no, I didn't. Yeah. It was no. good. It was really good. I honestly, they had a big lead, like eighteen points, and A and M came right back. I mean, they they got right back in and had a real shot. I I haven't been able to watch much. Houston's tough. Houston's tough. They're undefeated. They're number three in the country. Oklahoma is now a top ten team. They're undefeated. Um, I've been wanting to watch these teams. I got to watch a little bit of KU um, mm-hmm. Indiana from Assembly right. on Sunday or Saturday rather, and uh, they were down thirteen and won that game. Yeah, they were. Yes, I mean KU is uh, that's definitely a team that's you know not like many others, and that's they can uh, they can basically come back from any deficit if there's just a little bit amount of time left. I mean, I mean you can never ever ever count out. The Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, as much as you hate to say it. Yeah, but. well, true. But but what makes college basketball great is is you don't know always. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the other end of that spectrum is Baylor rolling along undefeated, ranked sixth in the country. They run into Michigan State and got torched. 
mean, they yeah, and, and they Michigan State torched. shouldn't be. I mean, right now they're not very they're good. They're not going to get torched very often. I'm I'm just telling you, they no. won't. But on that day, they weren't very good. Well, it's been a really. I mean, to me, it's been a really strange year for college basketball so far. I, oh, for sure. I, I feel like there's been many more upsets, like major upsets this year. I mean, what business did UNLV have to be Creighton? That sh- that was a lopsided matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should have been Creighton all the way, and UNLV controlled that game. They did. And won by double digits. Kevin's done a nice job building that program up. And I don't want to come across as I know a lot about his team because I don't so much yet. I I try to follow it as best I can. But suffice it to say, I'll follow him a little closer now. You're good enough to beat Creighton. You're probably pretty good. And that league, the Mountain West, is quite good at the top. Very good. Yeah, I, and I know you touched on just kind of put a bow on on hoops, and I know we we got after the team a little bit in that first hour talking about the loss to Nebraska. That was a rough one. Fully expect to bounce back against Wichita State. Hopefully, the team is very motivated. I know the fans there that you know you're going to probably have a lot of fans there that don't necessarily get to go to Manhattan very often. It's going to sure. be kind of a different K State fan base. You know, maybe not every one of them knows that you know when the Cats hit a three, here comes a four, three, and yep. all that. Yep. That whole gimmick. Um, but I, I'm very intrigued about the coaching matchup, and you mentioned this as well. Drum Tank versus Paul Mills. They're both at Baylor together as assistants for 14 years. Mills goes uh, or Roberts, right? And then Tang gets elevated to uh, assistant head coach um, for Scott Drew, and now they're going to meet in a matchup against each other as head coaches. That that to me, just to see how they interact potentially during the game, mm-hmm. schemes, everything about that is intriguing to me sure. because they know each other so well. You always wonder how that will play, right? Those guys, when you coach together on a staff and you're not necessarily the lead guy and now you leap ahead a few years, thinking about what Coach Tang has done here in a short period of time, thinking what Paul did at Oral Roberts. Remember when, <clears throat> excuse me, when Oral Roberts was here this year, we mentioned that his last team there last year they were thirty and five yeah. and eighteen and zero in the summit. They were really really good. Um, so this will be quite intriguing, I think. For uh, I, I think the intense observer and just kind of the casual observer that'll be kind of a fun angle, wouldn't you say? I think it will be. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Wichita State they go back to back. They'll play K State and then. It- was it a week later, nine days later, or something like that? They play KU. <laughs> yeah, so, that'll be interesting. And I think that's yeah. in the fog. Yeah. I think that's in Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, they have upgraded their schedule too, I think, for the most part. I mean, they've, they've done a nice job. Well, it, it's really cool that now it's become a, you know, Kansas schools round robin last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. I think that is really cool that now everybody's playing each other. Sure. It's the way it should have been for a long time. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad we're back to it in a way. Hopefully it continues to stay. And KU's back to play in Missouri. They've played the last two years. It's been all KU. But that's fun to see that. Mizzou uh, actually played pretty well the other yeah. day, though. Um, well, it's a good start for Mizzou. It's a good oh, yeah. start for Mizzou. They were hitting their shots, and yeah. then the fog takes over. Uh, by the way, tip-off at 7.30 from T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Still some tickets available. Um, but, of course, pregame coverage, 6.30, right here on uh, K-Man and also our sister station, 101.5 K-Rock. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, K-State football with a commit out of Austin P. As K-State goes to the portal again for the second time and picks up a commitment. I'll tell you about this new cat when we come back. Wildcat Insider. Do not know this song. Can you help me out, AJ? Pressure by Billy Joel. 
Uh, I'm not a big Billy Joel guy. I'm an Elton guy. When it comes to the piano rock, I got to go Elton. Hard to beat Elton John on the piano, that's a fact. Ever see him live? Uh, no, and that's that was uh, one of my bucket lists, honestly. Man. I saw him twice yeah. on the Farewell Tour. That was a party. I'll bet. It was a really good time. Uh, good news for uh, for K-State football. They have picked up another commit for the 2024 class, which has now reached 14 gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. I have lost my spot here. Give me two seconds. Okay. He comes from Austin P. He's a governor. Apologize for that. Um, out That's of, their nickname for those of you out there that don't yeah, know. Yeah. So but what, I was like, what is Mitch talking about? Should I put an English accent on this? <laughs> I, I, you know, I kind of, I, I made a half decision and I just went for it. Um, was Sometimes pretty. You just got to go for it. Uh, let Let me tell you something. I've had two bad days. I had a bad PA day yesterday. Had no voice. Um, and now I'm trying to put out English accents. I'll stop. My man l- literally almost lost his voice calling that end of Manhattan game the other night. That was he a great. That was a great almost. finish. I heard about that. I didn't hear you, unfortunately, and I apologize for well, having to say that live on the air. But uh, I, I did. I just didn't hear it or missed it. Whatever you want to say. All right, real quick. It sounded like a heck of a game. Real quick recap. Manhattan's down sixty-one uh, fifty-nine. Okay. Wichita East has the basketball. They get a tip and a steal, run out, layup. We're tied at 61. I think it was about 20 seconds left. So timeouts are taken, all that stuff. East has the ball. Ball goes out of bounds. They got an inbound. And uh, Manhattan did a really good job. They played 2-3 zone the whole game. They kind of stretched it out to a half course, so they started getting a lot of deflections, and it led to steals. And uh, shout to uh, – all Centennial League linebacker Ian McNabb, who on Tuesday had 18 rebounds against Ooh. Topeka High. He had 12 against Wichita East. Um, and uh, he got the steal with about five seconds left, took it three-quarters court, laid it in with two left, won the game. Wow. Very exciting finish. I would say. I, I, when he stole the ball and got the tip, I about jumped out of my seat because I knew he would be – Maybe one on one, because he had a he had he had a breakaway. He he had the he had the lead on the guy, and so it was a hell of a play. It really was. It was a great finish. Manhattan goes into the break. Boys have won three straight. Uh, the Manhattan girls have won six in a row. Their longest streak in six years. Wow, good for them. So it's been really fun. So Benji far. George with a thrilling way to get his one hundred twenty fifth career win. Scott Mall just won number four twenty five. Yep. So a couple of milestones. Uh, on Saturday, uh, for K State men's ba- or for football rather, um, the Austin P transfer is a defensive lineman and Travis Bates. Obviously, this was an area that we fully expected K State to go try to pick somebody up. Maybe more than one guy. We'll see uh, out of the transfer portal. I'm not sure if this was their top guy in their list or not, but I knew he was certainly one they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, when you think K State defense transfer portal it's been a lot of success no doubt especially at the fcs level these guys that fly under the radar turn into stars i mean could name number of guys but we'll focus on travis bates here but he has three years of eligibility remaining according to phil Steele, he was a fourth team freshman all-american at austin p as he finished with 32 tackles five and a half tfls and and three sacks um the transfer, his name is 
Honga Lolo. I don't know. I don't know how to say his last name. He just visited this last weekend, I believe, um, or this, this. I think it was maybe this weekend. Um, has already committed, so that's one off the board. But when you have Khalid Duke, you have Nate Matlack, you have Cody Stuffel being all exit at one time, and that's three of your four guys in the rotation. Portal's a necessary thing, but this feels like a really strong pickup that certainly is flying under the radar but has a ton of eligibility remaining, so you like the opportunity. Well, the three years really sticks out. There's no doubt about that. Um, And that's on top of the fact that he played very, very well as a freshman. And then you hear, you don't know for sure, but you hear you know, some teams that had offered, like a, a Wisconsin, Baylor, I, I heard, was, was one of the teams. Uh, Houston, Boston College. Boston College, Arkansas. I mean, that's a pretty good list, man, when you think about it. So that's a, that's a win-win there. So th- that is a big win. Uh, will they go after another one? I'm not sure yet, but I, I know K-State definitely wants a wide receiver in the portal. Um, I'm I'm all over the place here trying to find my notes, but um, there was and I'm I'm blanking on the name and I'm sorry I'm a little bit behind here, but uh, wide receiver out of New Mexico State I know either is, is getting ready to visit or visited last weekend, and uh, I mean that's a player that over had over 500 yards and 10 touchdowns receiving. There's a number the two uh, Miles Price and Jaron Bradley. I think that's his yeah, name, right? Jaron Bradley. Um, yeah. Are both in the portal. I know K-State are both recruiting. They're, they're recruiting both of them. So they're going after wide receivers too. So sit tight. This class is not done, it feels like. Um, but the, the early signing period begins on the 20th. So coming up on Wednesday, we're going to have a recruiting special here on the game. Um, and uh, we're going to hear, be hearing from a handful of high, high school coaches who have coached. These athletes, I've learned over the years, it's better to hear from the coaches about these players and have them talk about themselves for five minutes. You're going to really learn a lot from these coaches. We'll get those lined up. That's going to be a really fun show. Talking about KSA football in the 2024 class that right now sits at 14 players. Coach Kleiman's press conference about that recruiting class will be next Wednesday, too, by the way. Uh, All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk K-State women's hoops. They play tonight. They're still the number 12 team in the nation. Did I say next Wednesday? It's this Wednesday. This Wednesday, yes. I mean, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Te- that's, that's been a funny thing, right? So we say like when we when it's like not this one, but it's the next one. It's yeah. over a week away. We always say it's next. <sighs> Technically, the upcoming Tuesday should be the next Tuesday. Am I right? That's not the way we you talk. You know what's funny is last week I thought on Tuesday it was Wednesday. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. I hate it when that happens. You have a great night's rest, and it's Wednesday, but you think it's Thursday. Man. I texted you that, didn't I? Yes, you got your days mixed up. That's right. Well, I'll tell you one for me. Yesterday, you bummed out with with the basketball loss, and I'm walking back to my office to put my gear in there, and I'm thinking, well, at least I have tomorrow off. <laughs> oh, guess I'm not, I guess not. Tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, you thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sunday, yeah, Sunday afternoon games. Felt kind of yeah. weird. What is this, yeah. the Big Ten? I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Women's hoops. They are on a roll. Ooh, I'd say. That's coming up next. You know, uh, yesterday was actually a huge day for Nebraska. Not only did the men's basketball team get to play K-State in the Octagon of Doom, they escaped with a victory. Their volleyball team playing for a national championship against Texas. Now they, they lost in straight sets. Yep. And I know their head coach was very unhappy about He was asked, like, a, uh, you know, what does it take to be the – a caliber of Texas and Texas setting the bar on being the best in volleyball. Yeah. 
wasn't too happy about that uh, that question. Basically said, oh, they just recruit the portal, and uh, you know, here in Nebraska, we do it our way, and uh, you know, we recruit and we raise them right and turn them into superstars. Uh, yeah, that's cool, but you know, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah. right after you've lost in the national championship match, wouldn't you say? You got your butt kicked, but but it is yeah. part of it, yeah. you know, and that's that's the that's the thing we have talked on this show for many years about young players meeting with the media and you know taking all the shots and still coming each and every week and how much you appreciate that because uh, everybody comes when you're winning <laughs> a little tougher to come when things aren't great case women's basketball continues to kick butt themselves they are <laughs> 10 and one they've won four in a row and uh, over the weekend, took care of business against North Florida. The final score, 79-53. is a tight contest uh, into the second quarter as K-State was able to bounce it out to double digits as uh, in the game, K-State shot 52%. The main story here is Aoka Lee just completely went off. Um, definitely a matchup advantage for Yoki in this game. 36 points. She was 15 of 17 from the floor, 6 for 6 the line. Only had to grab four rebounds. She also had a block and three steals. Now, this was really cool. Randy Peterson, who's the SID of K-State Women's Basketball, mentioned this. This is according to her hoop stats. They keep track of these in-depth women's college basketball stats. Said, Aoka Lee is the first player in their database to record 36-plus points with shooting over 88%, 100% from the free throw line in less than 25 minutes. And with 15-plus attempts. Yeah, and that is, according to their database, that's the first time that has happened in at least 24 years. How many games did you play making 15 of 17 shots? Why, I'm not sure I've taken 17 official shots in my life. <laughs> You got four more years of eligibility, though. I, I yeah. was a yeah, I, I was a point guard that never shot the basketball. I passed. You did. I was a pretty good passer. Were you? Not too bad. But you didn't. You rarely, if ever, shot. Very rare. My, I, my my career high in points was probably four. Oh wow! So you were a pass first point guard for sure. But I also was done with basketball. <clears throat> My, my freshman year was my last year. It was not my sport. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. sixth so grade. So football, football was the sport you were better at. <laughs> well, it was uh, for high school sports. It was definitely uh, more generous towards those that are five, 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 six. You're you're the Rudy of radio guys. You know that, right? You're five foot nothing and a hundred nothing, right? So, and some would say the Rudy of NCKO football. <laughs> back in the day, you know, I played. I did play. I played nose guard. No way. Yeah. And Rudy is my favorite sports movie. Well, it is pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Well done. Well, I'm not sure what to say, but hey, if four was your high, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Let's see. I mean, Serena you're just Sende- not gonna. You're just never gonna have any games like Aoka Lee. That's well, no, 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 no. And uh, her, you know, she post player who's. Honestly, and somebody wrote an article about this is outplaying Caitlin Clark this year, and I thought that was uh, which says a lot. First of all, I think that took some cojones just to write that article because Caitlin Clark is a phenom in women's college basketball, and a lot of would say she's the best player ever in women's college basketball. And you're saying Aoka Lee has outplayed her this year. I was like, you, that 
First of all, I love hearing that. I'm not exactly sure that's necessarily true. And I'm not sure I'm ready to throw her right at the top of the list. Are you? I have it, but I also don't know enough to say that. I would say of the modern era, you could probably make that argument. I think UConn has had a number of players that would say, hey, um, look over here and look what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about winning national championships and winning, you know, being number one team forever. Um, and now actually K-State's ahead of UConn in the top 25. K-State, by the way, has remained at 12 this week. And I, I've seen it on social media for weeks now. Why is K-State not a top 10 team? I'm going to, you know, and maybe this isn't necessarily the whole story here, but this is kind of an educated guess. Your top 10 is North Carolina, UCLA, NC State, Iowa, Texas, USC, LSU, Colorado, Stanford, Baylor. A lot of those teams are in the top 10 year in and year out. That's part of it. I think, in a way, K-State has to truly earn its spot into the top 10. And with these AP voters, I'm not sure exactly like who is all like completely tuned in into women's college basketball. I would hope most of them are. Um, but maybe they haven't watched K-State play yet. And if they have, it's probably been one game. You know, they didn't pay attention to them beating a top 25 North Carolina team, beating a Western Kentucky team that's probably a tournament team. They are now 1-1 one one against Iowa, and the one they definitely wanted to win over the other, they did win at Iowa City. Um, and did a really great job against Caitlin Clark, but then Caitlin Clark goes off in the second game, and K-State only lost by seven points. I mean, number 11 right now is Utah, and they're 9-2, and two, but they are a top-three team in the net, and Utah was really good last year. So, you know, I don't know enough about Colorado USC, um, if they're a staple in the top 10 or top 20 in women's college basketball every year, but I'm saying, like, there are... I mean, more than half of those teams are really good every year. Well, that's it. So it's yeah. a lot of it's based on reputation, I think. I could be wrong, but also a lot of these teams are undefeated or one loss like K-State is. So, you know, Cats just continue to win, take care of business. They're going to be a top 10 team. It's just probably not going to be for at least another few weeks. Well, you get into the league where you're playing, you know, top 20 type teams or or, you know, somebody that's somewhat similar to Iowa or what have you, which which will happen in the, in the league. Um, you, you can get there. You're right. Be patient. Just continue to do what you do. Things will be probably take care of themselves. All right, let's take another break. We'll wrap up the year of Wildcat Insider, the calendar year of Wildcat Insider, when we come back. All right, we wrap up uh, Wildcat Insider. And again, this is our last one of the year. We're going to take a couple of weeks off because of Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Uh, so we'll be back on the 8th of January. Um, take a look at the Big 12 schedule for this week for men's basketball. Again, the women for K-State play tonight at 6.30 against Oral Roberts. Pre-game at 6 on our sister station, Sunday 102.5, like Troy just mentioned in his update. Um, you know, Wednesday is the is the only real interesting night for Big 12 hoops this week. You have a doubleheader on ESPN. Uh, number 10, Baylor. Number 21, Duke. will play each other in Madison Square Garden. And then at 8 o'clock on ESPN, so again, the doubleheader, uh, number seven, Oklahoma, who was undefeated at 10-0. I was not expecting that. They're going to take on number 11, North Carolina in Charlotte. For OU, I, that's, to me, a road game. I'm more interested to watch, I think, that game actually more than Baylor-Duke, to be quite honest with you, because 
Oklahoma seven in the na- seventh in the nation, ten and zero. What are they all about? I mean, I haven't watched too much of them this well, year. Well, they've had a couple of two or three new pieces yeah. added through the portal, like everybody. But for me personally, and and again, I haven't watched them a ton yet, just a little bit. But two young guys that they had last year that kind of made their mark and got better as the year went on. One is Milos Yuzan, the point guard, really a good young player. And then Otega Owe, a, a wing who's a slasher and a scorer and what have you. Those two guys are playing really pretty well. And then with those other kids, they've, they've I mean, obviously they have a very, very fine coach there. Uh, Porter Mosier does a really good job. And they, they, they have been the surprise team in the league, I think. I, I, I don't think it's even close. Do you? I mean, nobody thought they would be no, undefeated at this point and ranked in the top 10. Nobody. It just been, hadn't been going well for Porter Mosier so far. Yeah. I mean, Owe, you mentioned, yes, he is. He is a slasher who is shooting 67%. He's making two-thirds of his shots yeah. as, a, as a wing. Yeah. Well, he's just explosive. Um, both of those guys are really, really solid players. And, and as I say, they've got other pieces, but those two guys have really – help that step forward. You know, I almost equate it to last year's Cam Carter as opposed to this year's Cam Carter, even mm-hmm. though Cam didn't shoot the ball very well yesterday. He, he's taken a big jump in scoring, no doubt. And I mentioned Baylor will play Duke. I, I noticed that uh, there had been some comparisons preseason. Rink Mast of, of Nebraska that can play a lot like Kyle Filipowski yep. of Duke, and he's one of the best players in the country. Which is big guy with wide range right. around the floor. Yeah. Yeah, Filipowski's pretty good. Yeah, and Mass doesn't get those kind of headlines, and he may not be quite that good a shooter, but uh, he, he's a fine player, good player. All right, we got to go for AJ White. I'm Mitch. Go Cats. Getting you closer to the locker room than anyone else. This is Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider, an exclusive presentation of the flagship station of the K-State Sports Network. News Radio 1350, KMAN.